podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Preview here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, um, where the B team will be looking back at the game down in Anfield on Tuesday night there and also looking to preview the game against St Mirren at Ibrox tomorrow at three o'clock. Um, before I introduce uh, my guest, can we just uh, like to give a shout out to Dundee Taylor, who very kindly bought the pod um, three coffees in the Buy Me A Coffee link that you can see on our YouTube page. Um, very much appreciated, Dundee, um, and appreciate everyone when they when they do things like that. Um, but as I say, B-team this evening, fairly, fairly short panel, or small panel, should I say, but um, we'll introduce them. It's uh, Mr. Alistair Pearson. How are things for you, Elliot? Very well. Looking forward to being back at iBooks tomorrow. If you're the B-team score, I must be Alex Lowry in that B-team then. I don't know who you'd be in the well, B-team. Leon King's now in the first team, isn't he? So, well, because he's a defender, Scotia. But um, yeah, I know you gave a shout out these days. <laughs> yeah, I know you gave a shout out to the Dundee Tear. I was also going to give a shout out, Scotia. We forgot. Um, John from the Viceroy kindly bought us a round, which we didn't realise until it was put in front of us last weekend. So, thanks very much for that, John. You didn't need to do that, so we'll need to buy you one back. We'll see you there. So, hi, onwards and upwards, Scotia. It looks like Scotia's is frozen. Yes. Yes. Are you there? Indeed. Get your dad cycling that bike quicker, Scotia. You keep freezing. Sorry about that, guys. I'm having some internet issues. Can you still hear me, Ali? Uh, I can hear you, but it's, <laughs> it's not, going, not starting well because I'm controlling all the, the recording and stuff. Yeah, no worries. Right. Hopefully, it'll, it'll improve as we go on, guys. Apologies for that. Yeah, but I think we'll start off um, with the game down at Anfield on Tuesday night where Rangers went 2-0 down to, to Liverpool. Ali, I was with you in the pub uh, watching the game on Tuesday night. Just give us your, your kind of outline thoughts of the night um, just now, if you won't mind. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. I, it's, you, you need to remember who you're playing. I mean, at Liverpool are a class team. You, you can tell the way they move the ball, the players they've got. I mean, that front four, if you want to say what they had playing against us, it's frightening. Um but I would say on our behalf, I was disappointed in us. I thought we were just a bit negative. Um, I thought we were overwhelmed by the occasion. I thought it looked like men against boys. Um, and you, you can kind of see why down in England they think up here is a bit of a diddy league because they would look to that game and and, and see that and go, he's never really a glove on him until the last maybe 10 minutes when we kind of changed it. But... I I was I, I deep down in my heart. I know I said one each. Deep down, I, I knew we'd get beat. To be honest, but it was a manner of it. I thought we could show more, um, and I don't think we did. A lot of players just we just couldn't hold the ball. We played Steve Davis for that very reason to try and put the foot in the ball and try and bring a bit of composure. Couldn't get involved. Um, I, I don't want to go through players, um, but I'll go. <laughs> I'll start with one player who um, you'll know, Scotia. Then. It annoyed me extremely in the pub. Um, I know Carney and uh, Ryan had a had a go on that as well, but Malik Tillman for me, 
when I seen him in the lineup, I went, oh God. Because I said before, I just kind of trust this guy in big games. He's all right against, dare I say, it's St Mirren at the weekend, hopefully. But big games, you've seen him against Celtic. And that, so it just, he's posted missing all the time. His body language, whether it's his body language, he just comes across as he can't be bothered. He looks lazy, but he, for me, needs a serious kick up the arse um, because it's not good enough, especially that midfield. You need energy in there, and he just wasn't there. Um, but overall, it's what I expected, to be honest. But I know we can show more, and coming into Wednesday next week, to me, he's got to change it. He's got to have a go because... It's really win or bust in terms of the third place in, in in that league table. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a lot of points there, Ali, that, as you usually do, and, and we will get... Might as well be through them all. Guess your <laughs> wife, I stopped there, Scotia, that's what I was doing it. That's probably very fair, actually, very fair. Um, but no, it looks like we've, we've got over that wee hump in the road there. Um, yeah, I'm similar. It's a bit frustrating at the evening. Maybe went in with too much confidence, particularly because I've got sort of... My wee brother's a Liverpool fan. Got a few pals that are Liverpool fans. So, you know, you're hoping for the best and show up. But uh, we'll, we'll dig into this one. But we started up with McGregor and goals. Tav, King, Goldson, Davies and Borna uh, in the defence with midfield. Strange midfield in terms of how we were shaping up for the game. But it was, uh, could be a four at times. Could be a two-twos. So with Tillman, Lundstrom, Davis and Kent. And then Morelos kind of up top in his own with support from Kent and Tillman occasionally, but we kind of looked at that um, when we were in the pub um, alley and we a bit surprised by it, if you've been honest. Yeah. Um, bringing King in, I could see what he was doing because he wanted to some in the middle of the park. Um, I thought the midf- uh, defence was decent, to be fair. Um, it's a midfield for me. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's an area of the park that... Um, we go back to recruitment, but we've not identified it at all. You're, you're going back to guys, and it's no disrespect, but you're, you're going back to guys, Steve Davis, 37 years of age, bring her in to try and run the show at Anfield. These positions, I know I'm kind of going off script here, but these positions should have been highlighted well over a year ago. And it's it's coming back to haunt us a bit this season because even against Hearts, we bypassed the midfield. And I thought Anfield once again... They just couldn't get a grip to it. They just couldn't put the foot in the ball. And we're missing big players. Tom Lawrence, a huge miss. He would have made a difference. And dare I say it, Scotia, your man, Hadji. Don't know what he's going to come back in terms of what sort of player, but he's a type of player we're missing as well. Yeah, I mean, on the, the lineup itself, I mean, I was a wee bit surprised. I did think King was going to play. At Anfield, but that was before Davies got put into the team against Hearts at the weekend. And then I was like, all right, maybe not. We'll just play with that. The normal two defenders with Lundstrom dropping back in when he was needed. But playing King, um, I could see the could see the logic behind that. Yeah, Tillman in the right for me. I was like, nah, it's not really. He's not, not a right side player. He's that's no, not his position. <laughs> he's not, and yeah, um, well, yeah. So we start off. You get into these games hoping that you'll start off well. Within say two minutes. Liverpool have their first chance with Nunes, big Darwin Nunes, who we, we know all about from his um, time at Benfica. He has a wee shot at goal, but McGregor saves it quite easily with anything. And then from that leading corner, which I thought we were pretty good at all night, apart from right till the very end, we are pretty good at dealing with the corners. Um, Davies knocks it over. But then in five minutes, Davies fouls, um, makes a foul in the outside, just outside the box. Trent Alexander-Arnold steps up. 
he's not been playing great this season from what I've heard. Oh, Justin, but honestly. Justin. Justin. Done that again. Every week. Again, Justin. Thank you very much, Justin. Thank you so much for that. Really appreciated. But yeah, Alexander Arnold with the with the free kick here, Pearson. He's not been playing great from what I've been reading, what I've seen of him. But this is kind of set up for him, isn't it? Yeah, I know we kind of discussed in the pub squash. I could McGregor have done better because you you can you know he's going to put in that corner. But looking at it again, I, it's yeah picking holes in it to say McGregor should have saved that. To be honest, it was a great free kick. It's it wasn't what we needed. We had to try and keep that game as tight as possible. And you kind of knew when he stepped up that Trent Alexander. He's um, Although he's maybe not been playing great for Liverpool at the moment, but he's he's still a world class player and he showed it with that free kick. How many free kicks has he scored for them? Um it's like Tav, but Tav doesn't score free kicks for us anymore, does he? <laughs> when he steps up Trent Alexander, you expect him to score. And he did. Um I know Carney said he thought McGregor maybe could have done better. We did say similar in the pub, to be honest, but when I look back at it, it's Hmm, you're probably nitpicking to be honest to that. It's a great goal to be honest. Yeah, where you're looking at it, he's he's that far over because he's got that the, the wall was I think there was like yeah. five men in the wall, so it's quite a big wall. And he leaves that space. I did say right as I was like we could maybe do maybe a touch inside, but it's yeah, like you say, he's got he's got that in his locker at the moment. He's almost like one of these American football players that you bring on just for that one speciality yeah. at the minute that you get the chance he can do it. Yeah, um, and it was in about 10 minutes after that, in between that, McGregor makes another really couple of, a good save from Salah. But 10 minutes on from that, we get a wee bit of play up, the, up in the, our, uh, the Liverpool defence end of the pitch. Um, Kent was found and fouled um, after a decent wee spell where I think it was Morelos and Tillman out on the right-hand side. Knocked over Tava, played a really loose ball that I thought the chance was completely gone after that. Ball finds its way back out to Kent. Kent gets fouled, and then, like you say, Tav steps up. Could he score? No, straight in at the wall, and then Kent slaps his shot. <laughs> his shot way over, and you know what, Ali, this is 17 minutes in. It's our first chance. We were looking, I thought, mm, you know, we could maybe still show a bit, but for the next, what, the, to be honest, the, the rest of the half, it was just Liverpool domination, really, wasn't it? Yeah, that was... we. He, we got the free kick and obviously Tav steps up and you have that wee kind of glimmer of hope. You think, Christ, is he going to bust the net here and he hits the wall? So it kind of shows the, the the difference in levels between him and Trent Alexander, to be honest. But ah, that first half score, we, we couldn't control it. It was a hot potato, that ball. We just couldn't get the foot on or anything. If we try to get the ball up the park, Morelos couldn't make it stick. Even if he did kind of win a loose ball, the midfield went win the second ball. And it just kept coming back. And if it wasn't for 40 year old Alan McGregor once again in, in the goal, it, it could have been a cricket score for the first half. And we both said score at half time. The only positive is it's only 1 0. No, true indeed. Yes, yeah. so that takes us to half time. And like, right, we're going to speak about three players here. I think you've brought them up here, so we may as well just go on him. But um, how good was Alan McGregor last or on Tuesday night there? Um, showing us what he's all about. He's made for big games, Alan McGregor. Once again, showed it. Um, I thought he was brilliant. He, he, he came for a couple of cross balls as well, actually. So I know Ryan says that's a myth, this Alan McGregor thing, but he actually came for a couple of cross balls. Um, 
he was very good, Alan McGregor. And I think Gio, before that game, alluded to the fact that he sat the two of them down, him and McLaughlin, and basically said, McGregor's going to be the number one going forward. And it's an area we need to address. I know you'll probably come on to something later on the podcast. Um, but it's an area we need to start looking at going forward because as great as Alan McGregor is, he's, he is 40 years of age. I very much doubt that he'll be there next season. Um, we thought, I thought as well, hold my hands up that McLaughlin could fill those boots as the Rangers number one and what I've seen McLaughlin before he got injured I've said it on the podcast before I just don't think he's up to it and that's why Alan McGregor's had to be brought back in and since he's been in McGregor he's been you have to say he's been absolutely outstanding Yeah I couldn't agree more I was same as you I was like quite comfortable McLaughlin being in. I do think, and I've said this on a few occasions in the last month or so, that having McGregor sign that contract extension probably didn't help McLaughlin very much. Um, but he he had that really bad game uh, against Celtic. Slightly poor against Ajax as well. And um, it's those, he was doing okay up until that point, but I think he doesn't command, he's not got that commanding presence that McGregor maybe does, and or definitely does. Yeah. Uh, should I say, and I don't know if, if potentially sort of Goldson and Tav have maybe spoke to the management team about it and just said something along the lines of that, that make, they feel more comfortable with McGregor finding him. I did think he was done after last season, although he was good and good few good matches, there was poor performances in there and performances that cost his vital points in the league last season as well, um, but when he's come, he's come in now this season and yeah it's the, the gloves are now his to lose, really. Um, there is, as you mentioned, we'll come on to the, the new McCrory deal later on in the podcast and again, we'll probably speak more about the goalkeeper situation in general. But um, we'll go, we'll, we may as well come to this man as well, who you mentioned at the very start in your kind of summary of the game. It was um, Big Malik Tillman. <laughs> right, I know what you were saying there about him and I, I get why people are so, so frustrated with him. But he's not a right winger. No, um, he, he, or he shouldn't can't play out in the right wing. You know his positions inside. He's be central. But, he should be central. Yeah, yeah. But this is this is a similar issue that I had when Hadji was getting put out in the right hand side. Although I think Hadji would had performed better out there than Tillman has shown so far. But they're better centrally, and it is also like you say this the way that he approaches the game and plays the game. It's, it does look very lazy. I don't think it is lazy. I just think it's his demeanour and stuff that I know an awful lot of people don't like to see. Um, yeah, Tillman didn't have the best of games. I watched the game back earlier on today, but I don't think, I think a lot of the criticism he was receiving was potentially maybe down one to that laziness aspect that he looks like he plays his game with. And also the fact that he's got this big price tag from Bayern Munich that I think automatically people are expecting, oh, he's amazing. The boy only turned 20 on Tuesday, you've got to remember. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I've, I've, I've got a wee bit of leeway for Tillman because he's just in the door and whatnot, but I do get understand why people get on his back. Do you get anything more to add than Tillman? I know you're, he's not your favourite player at the moment. It's not my, my favourite, no, but I, no, I get everything you say. He's not a, he's not a right-sided player. And as you say, we've, we've tried umpteen bloody players out on this right-hand side. For me, we need to give Matondo or even Sakala at that point, somebody who's more naturally a, a winger on that side, a go and give them a run at it, not bring them in for a game and then pull them out for two, three games. Whoever it is, whoever is going to pick, let's just say Matondo, 
he's got to give him a run of games. And the run of games we've got coming out coming up in the league in particular, Robbie Matondo should be able to play every one of those games against the teams we're playing. There's nobody, there's no slippery games, I would I would say, until we meet potentially away at Aberdeen. But um yeah, Tillman, I I that's probably his body language, to be honest, which annoys a lot of people because it just looks like he is a very lazy player. <laughs> and he is at times because he won't track back or anything. He is kind of one of these luxury players, if you want to say. He started his Rangers career very well in the first couple of games. We were all raving about him because you could, you know, yeah. there's a player there. He is quality, but he's just, whether his confidence has been knocked or he's, I don't know what it is, but he, he's kind of went backwards. And he's becoming. I mean, Rangers fans like a like a whipping boy, don't we? Um, he could fall into that wee camp soon because unless he gives us a big performance soon, um, the fans will get on his back, and they they have. So, I mean, we'll come on to the the teams for St Mirren, but I'll give you a spoiler straight away. He's in my team <laughs> because if he can't play against St Mirren on a, a Saturday at three o'clock, then we have got big problems with him. But no, I'll I'll give him a wee bit more time, but at the moment he is um, he is frustrating. That's probably the word to say. Uh, one final thing in Tillman, and it leads me on to another player that we may as well discuss, um, given his form recently. He wasn't helped by how poor Tavo was. I thought Tav had a really poor game by his own standards, and it, it yeah. didn't help Tillman. But to me, it still looks like Tav's playing with that a wee bit with that injury. Don't know what you think. I he's um. It's not been great to have, but you, you could go through a couple of players' scores who haven't been hitting the heights of last season, if you want to say, in terms of or in Europe. Um, your bigger players, uh, yeah, he's not, he's, I, I'd say Tav's been a, a kind of six or seven out of ten each week. He's never blown me away at all, but um, whether he's carrying injury or not, I don't know, but yeah, he just, him and Tillman down that right side, they just, they don't work for me. They don't have an understanding either. But uh, I get what you're saying in terms of Tav. But he could be, he could be can injured before, for all we know. But he's going to play Tav regardless because he's a captain, and the only guy we've got to bring in is is young Divine because we like obviously yep. let go of the like well, let go of that um, Zabowski. So well, we can get, we can get on to that when we come to our team stay for, for St Mirren potentially. But I realise we're 18 minutes in and we've not even got to the second half and I was worrying that we wouldn't have enough content for you guys tonight. <laughs> so we better get into the second half. Um, we get into the second half, no changes. And we break up the park almost immediately. Um, but then Kent plays a really, really poor pass across the front of goal that is 10-0-1 really. And two minutes after that... Um, Liverpool are in the box, and then King and Lundstrom go in. For, I think it was Lundstrom that was with him, go in for a challenge on Diaz. King takes him out. No claim, complaints for me that that was a penalty or not. It definitely was. Um, and yes, Salah, Salah nets it away. 51 minutes, we're 2-0 down. You kind of, I went into that second half with a wee bit of hope, but that completely blew me out of the water. Don't know about you, Ali. Yeah. 2-0 in a normal game, you think we've still got a chance, but against Liverpool at Anfield and the way we were playing, we had no out ball. It was, uh, it was game over for me. Felt sorry for King. Um, it's a stonewall penalty, but um, he was still very good, though, young King, for a, a boy of his age to play at Anfield in the in the Champions League. Reminded me of, kind of like a Danny Wilson back in the day when he played Champions League for Rangers. I thought thought he played well at my for a boy of his age. 
yeah, yeah. I thought he thought he played well, and you can see he's got a big future with this this Rangers backline going forward. But um, at two 0 yeah, the game's the game's dead for me. Yeah, I mean, let's let's take a break there from the even. We're on we're only two minutes. Six minutes into the second half, but I think King worthy of um, some some discussion as well because I thought he, in fact, I thought the three centre um, defenders had a fairly yeah. okay, fairly decent game. But King, yeah, he managed the situation like you say really well there. Impressed, no even giving away that penalty. An awful lot of the young players you've seen something like that happen, head completely down, and that's them out of the game. But I thought even after that, he still put in a, a decent performance. And like you, I've got very high hopes for him. He's you know, I think right now where we are with central defenders, he's you know your third choice behind Davies and Goldson going forwards until the other boys get back from injury. Only, only worry is can we keep him? Because he's been highly rated for a, what the last three years or something since he was about even fifteen, sixteen. It was really highly rated. Yeah, you've got well, he's he's getting games for Rangers. Um... And you'd like to think, going forward, you'll, you'll get you'll get quite a lot of games this season. If, if we're going to be in a lot of competitions, we're in. We may not be in Europe as of next year, but we're in League Cup, Scottish Cup. Obviously, we're going for the the title as well. So there's plenty of games for him to come in. So I expect him to get a lot of games this this year. I thought he was very good um, for a boy of his age. His head didn't go down when he gave the penalty away. Um, I think he'll get a lot of confidence from that game going forward. I thought Goldson was very good too. Goldson said a bit of, um, he's been kind of slagged off a few times this season, but I thought he was very good. And you can tell with with Davies as a natural left-sided defender beside him, it's, there's a better balance to that back line now with Rangers. And dare I say it, it gives you a bit more confidence moving forward with that back line because I thought they were, I, I know we get beat 2-0, but I thought they were, I thought they were decent. Um, and I thought they were decent against Hearts as well. So, that's a positive moving forward. No, it was indeed, yeah. Um, yeah, and then the second half, another good save from McGregor, from Jota, just after that penalty. A double sub gets made by us on the 60th minute mark, and this is where I think we started to see wee bricks improvement from Rangers, but I think you need to caveat into that that Liverpool probably did take the foot off the gas a wee bit with an eye for their game on Sunday they play Arsenal, or they play Arsenal at some point yeah. this weekend. They've done that, but the subs, I think, for me, Ali, they did make a difference. And then, yeah, there the, were another couple of subs towards the end with Kent and who else came off around at that point? Was it um, Davies came off for Kamara? I thought we finished the game a bit stronger, but like I say, there is that wee caveat in there. I thought I thought we did, but I thought he could have made the at 2 0, I thought he could have made more positive changes straight away. I thought he made the changes too late, to be honest. Um, but you can flip it and say, like you're just saying there, that Liverpool, the game is done to them. They're kind of throttling back, and we had a couple of chances near the end. Uh, Rabi Matondo playing on the left had a very good chance. I thought Sakala was bright when he came on too. Um, so yeah, there, there, there was there was plus points there, but it was too little, too late for me at that point. Um, the, the game is the game is dead and buried when they boys come on. Yeah, I mean so. Yeah, that's just three games into the Champions League now. Pearson, we have got no points. 
along with two other two other teams in the Champions League group, zero point six Victoria Pleasant, who were in the group that we could have got, and um, Maccabi Haifa as well. We have also not scored a goal yet in the Champions League, and the only other team to not scored a goal so far is uh, Copenhagen, um, and they've they've only got one point as well. So, where does this really leave us, Pearson? What are you what are you expecting from the last three games? It's I know we're going up a level and I hear I hear Geo up. Joshua Johnson, thank you very much. Yeah, cheers, Joshua. Thank you very much. Yeah, cheers, much Joshua. Much appreciated. Um yeah, no, going forward, it's um Geo's come out and says we're, we're kind of learning from it and we're improving. And I, I, I really don't see it to be honest. I mean like we've been scalped off the Ajax. Which we were lucky to get out of that one. The Napoli game, yeah, we were competing up to 60 minutes, but at the end of the day, it did end up 3 0. And we've gone down to Anfield and really not laid a glove in them at all. So I really don't see any improvement in any of their games since since the Ajax game. And the only the only positive that we said in the pub Scotia was um Ajax getting pumped off Napoli gives you a, an outs a very outside chance of finishing third in this group. And by that, we need to beat Liverpool on Wednesday night, which is an extremely tall order. Um, and we need other results to go for us. But it, it gives us something to play for. But I just want to see him be just a bit more positive going forward with these last three games because we need three points against Liverpool on Wednesday. And if he sets up the same team as he set up down in Anfield, we'll get nothing. He needs to be more offensive on Wednesday night to try and get something. Yeah, well, I think beating Liverpool's a bit of a, a bit of a stretch, Pearson. But I, I agree with Aldo there that beat Ajax at home and draw with Liverpool that should see us be third because I think we're going to go into that last game uh, against Ajax. What's that? The first of November. I think we'll go in there with them still sitting in three points um, because. But it goes to head to point, heads, doesn't not? Yeah, so we'd need to beat them like five 0 or something, wouldn't it? No, six 0 nah. So four 0 <laughs> Yeah, four. Not to be, oh no, I'm only gonna be three nil off because yeah, 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 sorry, yeah, no. So, I think we're you know, I've not get much hope as seeing Europe after Christmas, but <laughs> you never know, fingers crossed that we make it somehow. We'll, we'll, we'll be obviously be back after the game on Wednesday, and hopefully, that'll, that'll look like it's on the horizon. But it's a hard task, um, anyway. Like, um, Pearson had mentioned earlier, there was some news that came out of the club earlier this week, and that was that. Um, Robbie McCrory has signed a new contract until 2025. Ali, I'll let you have your thoughts on this before I, I give you mine, but what do you make of this? Um, I was surprised he signed it. I'd like to think he's been told in the background he's going to get a chance. What age is McCrory now? Is he 25? Must be around about 25. I'm guessing he's no, 25. He's 24, still, I believe. He's, right, okay. It's 24, 24 then. Um yeah, I was surprised, to be honest. I thought he might have looked at this season as his chance and he's not got it. So I thought he might have went, no, I'll try somewhere else. But he signed, so I would think he's been told in the background he's got a, a chance next season. But we, we need to give the boy a chance. He's He's been here for God knows how many years. He's been out on loan umpteen times. This season he's... He's hardly has he had game time at all? Do you think he's actually played this this year? I don't know. This season. This season. I don't know if he played that even the League Cup game. I don't think he did. But um yeah. Does he want does he want to sit and be the third Rangers 
Um, number three goalkeeper and pick a wage up. I, I don't think he's that type of boy. I think he'd like to play. So yeah, it'd be interesting going forward with him to see to see what's what's happening because he's not going to play this season at the moment and next season McGregor won't be there. So maybe maybe he's been told, look, hold on, next season you'll get a chance. So we'll just need to wait and see. I still think we need to sign a goalkeeper though yeah, for I'm- next season. Yeah, I'm pleased that he's um, he has signed because I was getting a wee bit worried that it was going to be a situation where we would lose him because he would be looking at, would be looking at his brother up getting game time constantly and he's not. He is only 24. McGregor was 24, 25 when he actually broke in through to the first team. So he's you yeah. know there's there's similarities there with him and McGregor in terms of that. Um, I'm glad he signed. I, th- I would have preferred that. This season, like similar to what I was saying, with McGregor given being given this extra year, which we've probably needed going with the way things have went this season, but it's kind of pushed him down a wee bit in order. Um, but he's not maybe getting these cup games. Hopefully, going forward, we'll maybe see a wee bit more of him. Um, but I was pleased with this signing because I do I, I've got hopes that McCrory could kind of step up and, and fill fill the void because. Listen, you know, we're both about the same age, Ali, that ever since we've been watching Rangers, we've always had a succession of good goalkeepers. There's never really been a big, massive gap in between worried about that position. So I'd like to see that Part um, of the yours. McCrory could do that as well. <laughs> oh, well, I kind of blank them out, Pearson. I think everybody does. Cammy <laughs> <laughs> <Cammy> Bell. Remember um, <laughs> <my> that? <laughs> yeah. Indeed, yeah. So it's good to see that that he was signing that contract. It'll be interesting to see how the the goalkeeper situation now unfolds in terms of, you know, where where is McLaughlin? Is he still? Is he now completely done, or is he still in the manager's plans? It'll be interesting. Well, to you see need well. You think we, about that. We need. Remember, we played Dundee coming up soon in the League Cup. Um, was it Tuesday night? I think we played them um, at Ibrox. It's a mad time of quarter past eight because it's on the telly, but. That's a game you'd assume McLaughlin will play on McCrory, but you'd assume one of them will play that game because it's Dundee, it's in the League Cup, it's at Ibrook, so they shouldn't be getting much action. So I'd imagine he'll switch the goalkeeper for that game. Yeah, I was also, but once we get on it, our teams, I've always had, did have in the back of my mind about tomorrow as well for who plays in goals for tomorrow because yeah, I don't think McCrory. There's, I think there is. I think McGregor's maybe even come out and said at times that he probably does need to be, like, not pick and choose his games, but he's not going to be at the stage where he can play every week. So it'll be interesting to see that. But um, Pearson, um, before we got on to the preview with St Mirren tomorrow, you had messages just before we started that there was um, a wee bit of news about the Sky matches picked for TV. Do you want to let everyone know what those were? Yeah. Over the Christmas period, there's been three games that have been um, penciled in for TV. I'll I'll start from the end one, and we'll we'll end on the one that's kind of a bizarre one that means Scotia thought. But the old firm, second of January, which it was always always penciled in on a Monday, half twelve kickoff, no surprises there. The Ross County game, which was Christmas Eve on the Saturday, has been moved forward to the Friday. The twenty third to half seven, which is which is decent. Um because Christmas Eve for all the lads going up there isn't the ideal. So that gives them a day to recover from their hangovers before they hit Christmas for them. So that's good for them. 
Um, but the bizarre one that we were talking about before coming on Scotia was the the Hibs game at Ibrox, which was originally penciled in for the Saturday the seventeenth, has now been moved for Sky to Thursday, December the fifteenth at eight o'clock. Which I thought it was bizarre because I can tell you the last time a league game was moved from a Saturday back to a Thursday. For, for Sky, it's it's a weird one, and I know you'll come on to a lot of boys with a pencil that in for Christmas nights out, but it's a wee bit bizarre that one, isn't it? Oh, massively! Like before, I get to that one. The Ross County one, I think's a good move in, in all fronts because mm. you don't want to be playing up in Dingwall um, on Christmas Eve. I think that's good for any um, travelling bears going up. That you know, the, it gives them the. the the chance to get back home in time for Christmas because if it was on the 24th, an awful lot of people would have just said, no, no travelling up because it's too much a hassle to get back in time for Christmas. Celtic one, no surprises there. I think I didn't even realise that it was scheduled for um, three o'clock. Yeah. That. Yeah, I, 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 I was just assumed it would be half 12 anyway. But yeah, the Hibs one is really, really strange that they're moving it from the Saturday to the Thursday. Like you said, before we started, have we ever played a league game Certainly in the Premiership on a Thursday evening, not that I can remember. It's it's, 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 it's bizarre, and I mean, I said to you that the only thing you can say is as a benefit is I, I know. It, well, it is the first game back after the World Cup, isn't it? Um, well, that, well, <laughs> gone to that. It is still the World Cup, so well, I know, but yeah, aren't in the latter stages because we have nah, a couple of players away. Can't can see that, but the, the only benefit is. Moving it to the Thursday as we play Aberdeen on the the Tuesday, the following Tuesday, so it, it gives you more recovery time for that. But I, it's just a bit bizarre a, a Thursday night Ibrooks when, like I said to you, a lot of lads who have their Christmas nights out would have penciled that Saturday against Hibs. They might, they might have thought they'd make a day of it, but it's been moved to the to the to the Thursday. And I was asking you, where are Celtic playing? Have they been moved and they're the, the Saturday? So we're playing two days before. I mean, you could say that's another advantage, to be honest, for us, but we're playing two days before them in the league. But it's um it's a bizarre one because it's a home game too. An away game you could kind of go, I even it's still be bizarre at that point, but a home game. So yeah, it's a weird one. And I know Sky's got this the contract going forward and they can play more games than this. I hope they're not gonna be playing about with Saturday games but doing this going forward because that'll really annoy people because three o'clock on a Saturday is when you want to go to the football. So for a lot of guys that'll be a pain in the arse that game move to a Thursday, eight o'clock at night. Yeah, it's this was a wee bit of worry I had as well with, with the Kenny Sky deal in terms of that they were going to have to start moving about these games. And if we're being honest, as Rangers fans, we've been very lucky that all our home games at Ibrox when they can be played at three o'clock on a Saturday, you know, if there isn't any other football on in the Thursday evening for the Europa League or things like that, they generally always were. They were never really moved about for TV. Obviously, as Rangers fans, we get treated really well with that. I know fans of other clubs would moan that all oh, their games are always getting moved about for telly, but, you know, we're Rangers fans, it's all about us. Um, but it's just a strange one. And the fact that Celtic are away to Aberdeen at three o'clock that Saturday as well, it, are they not on the telly? No, it's, it's at three o'clock it's in, against Aberdeen on the Saturday. I, I, you just tend to think that that's maybe the way they would move it. But like I say, because they've put in these 
extra games now and things. We're going to feel this a wee bit more often, I think, in terms of moving our games. If I'm honest, I would have probably preferred them to move it to the Friday night. That would have been a bit better. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, there I, for the weekend and stuff. Yeah, I, I could, I could, I could see the Friday night one, but the, the Thursday to me is just a bit bizarre. To be honest, I know the world with the World Cups is the first game after the World Cup, and, that, and that's what they look at. But it's for for a fan going looking forward to a, a Saturday, especially a lot of guys would have looked at that and went the first game back Saturday three o'clock. Christmas time, perfect. But Thursday eight o'clock, guys taking their kids and that it's it's not ideal for working too. It's um I it'll feel like a Europa League game. Need to get that, you know. That's what I think. Yeah, Rangers and two, <laughs> two, I think I'd mentioned that earlier, yeah. But that's the thing yeah. as well. I know an awful lot of the guys that are coming across from Northern Ireland. They love penciled yeah, in they first have booked up. Saturday. <laughs> they might have booked up already and you know, having to change their plans. It's I suppose it's the age we live in, with games getting televised and having yeah. to fit into the that Sky wants us to play, which is why you would maybe have liked to went out at the end of a wee bit and you know, not compete against these teams, but at least it's not clashing with Sky's main priorities. Um, but yeah, no, those games have been changed. But one game that hasn't been changed, the game against um, St Mirren tomorrow, um, three o'clock at Ibrox, which we may as well have a wee look at that one. Um, St Mirren sitting third after a really decent run of uh, five wins out of the last six that they've had with those wins coming against Livy, Hibs, Dundee United, Ross County and also Celtic. They've only had three defeats in the league this season against Aberdeen, Motherwell and St Johnston. Yeah, they're looking looking pretty tidy, Ali, because if I'm being honest, at the very start of the season after the wee League Cup group section had got played, I had touted St Mirren to be one of the teams that were fighting out for relegation, but they've um, they've managed to come good quite recently, which I think Gio alluded to in his presser. Uh, I've not really watched any of them, but I know you sat and watched their game against Celtic. Do you want to give us your insights into how you think St Mirren are doing? Yeah, I think that they're, they're, obviously their the form speaks for itself. They're, they're sitting third in the league, um, playing decent. Uh, Stephen Robinson's uh, the manager there. He used to manage uh, Motherwell. It's getting a tune out of them. But um, I actually did sit and watch them against against that mob fella side, and um, they played really well, to be honest. I know a lot of folk would usually look at results like that and think, or oh, even if it happened to us, that Celtic Rangers battered the team and they had two lucky breaks and that. But St Mirren were extremely comfortable that game against Celtic, to be honest. I know Celtic made changes, but they were very comfortable. And um, they play with a lot of energy. Um I was I was actually impressed with St Mirren. I, I, I mean, I don't take my time out to sit and watch St Mirren, but it just so happened they were playing Celtic and there was nothing on. I thought I'll sit, actually sit down and watch this. Um, and obviously they beat Celtic, which was, which was good. But yeah, I was impressed with St Mirren. Um, I mean, obviously they're, they're playing where they play. It's um, I don't know what the name of their stadium is now. They change the name all the time, but it's quite a tight wee park down there. Coming to Ibrox in the big, the big park. Should obviously suit us, but um, yeah, they'll be full of confidence in Mirren Company Ibrooks, and um, I I don't think they'll set up as defensive as some teams come to Ibrooks, i.e. St Johnstons and all that. I, I don't think they'll play that way. They've got a couple. They've got a boy up front. I forgot his name, but he looked decent, and um, their right back, I think it was, was going up and down the channels too. So yeah, I think they'll. Not fancy themselves, but I think they'll be confident coming to Ibrox tomorrow, and I think it'll be a good game. 
I think if I'm thinking about the boy, you're thinking about up front uh, Ayungu. I think he was called. He gets yes, sent off against him. Livingston. Yeah. He gets sent off against Livingston last week, so he will not be playing. Was he out? That's a bonus. Yeah, he'll be out tomorrow. But obviously, they've got big Curtis Main up there, you know, one of the normals. I, I get what you're saying. They sort of set up like a 3-5-2, but it's one of these ones that can easily become a 5-3-2, you know, when needed. Yeah, there's, there's wing-backs so trying to go up and down a wee bit. Yeah, like how you would, you know, like a 3-5-2 should be, because I know as Rangers fans, we've probably got like that kind of, that formation cemented in their heads as a 5-4-1, given the way that um, Walters' team in, you know, the late 2000s um, played. Um, but yeah, it'll be an interesting game. Um, Gio was asked about uh, about St Mirren uh, in the press, and he said they've had a great start. Um, they're doing, well, he said they're having a great start. I disagreed with that because, like I said, they, they were off to a terrible start with that wee League Cup thing. But they've, they've come good in the league, um, and as we said, really good recently. Um, another couple, of, not even the most important thing to take away from the press conference today, in my books anyway, but the injury news we were given, Pearson, no really real big shocks. Lawrence, nowhere further forward or backward than what we knew last week. Pretty much all the squad is back to normal. Only one thing that was good to hear was um, Big Kemar Roof is back available for selection. <laughs> How long will that last? <laughs> Kemar Roof? I've actually seen photos of Madrid today. I wasn't sure if it was a cardboard cut out of them or not, but... Um, Kamar Roof, I mean, I've, I mean, I think, how long's Kamar Roof been out for? He's been out since, I think, must be a good five months at least. But, um, I, Kamar Roof, he's, he's back in training, obviously, but he's way down the pecking order now, Kamar Roof. I mean, he's, we're talking about, we were talking about Big Cholak coming in as the third striker to replace Big Cedric Atten. I wasn't. I know, well, maybe you weren't, Scotia, you mean, Carney, well, maybe Ryan, but, um, uh, Kamar Roof's way down the peck northern now. He's a good option, Kamar Roof, when he's fit. But I'm not pinning my hopes on Kamar Roof. He's, um, unfortunately, he is um, made of glass at times and just breaks down all the time. So, aye, it'll be interesting to to see what happens with Kamar Roof going for the next couple of weeks because if he's back in training, I don't know when we'll see Kamar Roof. I really don't. We, we can't trust Kamar Roof going forward, and that's not slagging Kamar Roof. It's just unfortunately the way his body's built, but um, if he's fit and available, yes, he's a bonus for us moving forward, but how many games will we get out of him before he breaks down again? Yeah, I don't know. I know Gallant Pioneer there was saying that he's not sure if Roof was available for selection, so I've maybe maybe just picked No, he's not, ready. One... he's not ready. He's not ready. He's just back right. in training, that's all it is. Just back in training, right. Because one of the reasons I maybe thought that was that one of the questions that really really intrigued me in the press conference today was, um, will we see Alfie and Cholak playing the same starting lineup? <laughs> and Gio came out with a phrase that, oh, it tickled me, um, everything is possible. And, you know, I, I, I liked what he said about that, Pearson, because I've kind of screamed out for it on a few occasions this season. But do you think he was just playing a wee bit to the uh, person that asked that question? Or do you think we'll ever ever see that? I think he's kind of done that. He shut that question down because he's going to get it all the time, isn't he? Because he's he's heard it from from them for from day one since Big Cholak's been kind of scoring. So, yeah. He asked, will he start with a, with a Morelos Cholak? I mean, I'd love to see it, to be honest. But will he do it? I don't think so. He might do it during a game where they'll bring... If Cholak starts, I could see him bring Morelos on and then having the two of them during the game, starting it. 
I can't see it. I just think he's got his philosophy, um, Gio, and, and he'll stick to it. So, yeah, I think he was um, aye, doing it to kind of shut that question down going forward. Yeah, um, I think at the moment we don't have the players available that would really suit. Like if you're playing like a 3-5-2 kind of formation, we don't really have the players. We need more attacking midfielders, which at the minute we're yeah. really just down to Tillman because I've seen... CGM there to say did you mention Lowry? Um, yes, he did. He did say that Lowry is kind of getting there and he should be back within the next couple of weeks. I think he said, if I can recall yeah. correctly, but um, he should be back fairly soon, uh, Lowry, which is really good because when that um, when he got that injury, who was it? He was playing. It was Ryan's cousin. Dumbarton was he not? I know Dumbarton. they were. Oh no, they were playing Dumbarton. Yeah, they were. They played Dumbarton at um, uh, Dumbarton, and um, yeah, that was a really nasty challenge. So it's good to. Good to hear that he's not too far away because, yeah, when we go on to the teams, it's one of these discussions around, is it time to start leading in some of the youngsters? Because, as we've said before, it is a really um, really packed schedule up until until we break up for the World Cup. But before we get to um, our teams and score predictions, Ali, any thoughts on how you want Kenny Rangers to approach it without giving away your team too much? <laughs> I want them to take the game to St Mirren for as soon as we kick off tomorrow. Um, and I wanted to go for them. I wanted to put a, a performance in. I mean, I thought they were good against Hearts Rangers. It, it depends on what team he picks, but as soon as we start off tomorrow, I want to see a high high intensity for Rangers um, moving the ball quick and getting that early goal, which always helps against, against teams like this. But... Um, no, I'm confident tomorrow going. And we should be confident. We're playing St Mirren at the end of the day. If we, if we can't be confident playing St Mirren, we might as well pack it in now. So, um, no, I think they'll be up for it, Rangers. Liverpool coming up Wednesday at Ibrox as well. So there might be a couple of players in there thinking, I've maybe got a wee chance to show something here for Wednesday night coming up as well. So, And I think he'll say that to a few of them. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I'll, I'm intrigued what he does in, with the team. I mean, I've got my team, which I'll come on to. But... Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it and I'm confident tomorrow. Confident. I'm not going to do any wild predictions like I did that time when it says Rangers will not concede and they conceded like two goals <laughs> against Ross County. So don't worry, I will not be saying anything like that tonight, but I'm confident, that's all I'll say. Yeah, I mean, I'm going into the game fairly confident, just given our previous form in the league, I may add, in the, in the league against St Mirren, because the less is said about that game um, and the, was it the League Cup we played them where we get beat? Um, the less said about that, the That better. was actually a strip, I remember. Yeah, it was, yes. <laughs> um, well, that was a poor, poor night, that, wasn't it? Um, but no, I'm hoping we can have a bit of a go. I, 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 I don't want to see two sitting central def- um, defensive midfielders, but... We probably will. I, I'm, yeah, yeah. And in fact, to be fair, my team, without spoiling my team, my team does have that in it. But it be, I just, I don't think at the minute, because obviously, like you mentioned there about Lawrence being injured, it's, that's a massive blow in terms of how we play because the other midfielders we've got, they are a wee bit more defensive minded. Um, but I'm hoping we have a go. It's, it's at Ibrox, it's three o'clock. So we should really be up for it. And, um, you know, I think they'd want, they'd want to get back to, to winning ways. And after the game at Anfield there, because, well, we did think going in with a 4-0 win over Hearts would give us a wee bit of belief, which didn't really materialise on Tuesday night. But again, it's at the return leg against Liverpool's at Ibrox again. So hopefully we'll put a good performance, 
good result. Um, and yeah, we can we'll hopefully bring take that into the game on Wednesday night. So I know we're not quite at error mark yet, Pearson, but it's only the two of us, so that was always kind of going to happen. But we can round up with given our own teams and selections. I see a few guys have put some in, in the comments there. So while you're rounding yeah. yours off, I'll fire some out from them. I'll give you my team, but I'm also going to throw a suggestion at you, Scotia, for right. this number 10 type player that we, we don't really have because Lawrence is injured. Um, Tillman isn't really doing it. And obviously Lowry's injured as well. So I'll throw a, a wild suggestion out, right? And you can all laugh at me, but I'll throw it out. But before I do that, my team for tomorrow is McGregor and goal, a backline of Tav, Goldson, Davies, Ryan, sit down for a wee second here. Yilmaz at left back because I think Barisic doesn't need to deserve to be dropped, but this boy needs to play at some point. So I'm bringing Yilmaz in, looking forward to Wednesday for Barisic to come back in. Scotia, the two sitting midfielders, which we don't need, but <laughs> Lindstrom with his pal Jack beside him. Malik Tillman, who I kind of slaughtered earlier on. If he can't play in this game, he can't play. So I've got Tillman sitting in just in front as a 10. Um, and a front three I've got of Matondo, um, Cholak and Kent. Now, before you come to your team, Scotia, I was just going to float something, right? You know, I've got Tillman as a 10, if you want to say, just behind the strikers, right? What would yeah. you think of this, right? Say a Lundstrom and Jack, Matondo on the left, Sakala on the right, and Ryan Kent playing that 10 behind Cholak in the middle. Do you think that could work as an experiment? Mm. I'm waiting for Curry Muncher to get up here in the comments. Probably think I've bumped my head. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking I could see him playing, because he comes inside a lot of time. You see Ryan Kent with the ball in that area a lot of the time, and I thought, Against teams like St. Marin, I think he could play there and put Matondo on the left and Sakala out in the right. I'll, I'll give my thoughts and I'll let Curry Muncher have the, the final words <laughs> here. Um, but for me, no, I know what you're saying that he's always inside there, but that's because he's running into those positions from the yeah. kind of direction that he wants. It's kind of similar that if you play like one of your wing backs up in the midfield area, it doesn't really work because they're not running into their normal space. No, I don't um, think. That Kent would be the answer there, and yeah, as I'm not saying he's the answer, but I, no. I just think I wonder if he would, if he would try it. Yeah, Kyle I don't Munchard know. Doesn't I, like him. No, not at all. Because he, he slated <laughs> us. Because we'd said just before we'd stopped for the international break, there we'd said we, we'd slated the game that Kent had played in, and then I think all of us for the Hearts game there picked Kent, Kent in our in our starting lineups for that, which he actually played pretty decently eh, that Hearts game. But uh, a bit frustrating on Tuesday night there. But anyway, yeah, my team fairly similar to yours. I'm going McGregor. I don't know if he plays King in it right back. I was thinking about maybe Divine. No, I, I, he's up I'm King thinking, at right back. Mm, I think you've hit your exposure. I'll, 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 I'll put Divine <laughs> in there because I, I, I think that I think Tav could do with the rest. So I'll play Divine in there. Uh, Goldson Davies. I was leaning towards Yilmaz, but then Borna comes out and does the press conferences for the player today. But I think we've I'll, seen I'll that stick. before, Scotia. That doesn't yeah. mean he's playing, though. Right. Yeah. Stick with that. Um, same kind of middle as you. Lindstrom, Jack, with Tillman sitting as the 10 there. And then up top for me, I'm going Matondo out on the left, 
Jolak through the middle and Sakala out in the right. Because I think Sakala, the wee cameos that he showed recently, kind of deserves a up. You're an absolute why? shite bag. You've just got all the boys in the comments. Your... That's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. No, no, but that, no. I would play. I would. I would play. No, Sakala, like... I think he's he's worked his way back into Gio's thoughts. I, I think. Yeah, I, I'd, I know. I hundred percent agree with you. I mean, I, I like that front three. I'd play Sakala as well because the last two games he's come on, including the Liverpool game, he's shown a bit of urgency. And you know, with Sakala, he can, he's only one way he can go. It's forward. He can't go backwards. So, and he's unpredictable and. I'd like to see Sakala get a run, but at the same time, Matondo needs a run as well, and I don't think he's going to drop Ryan Kent. And as much as it, the, the guys in the comments will, will hate, hate me to say it, I don't think he will drop Kent. And he alluded today when he was asked the question about putting Ryan Kent out in the right and playing Matondo on the left, and he kind of came back and went, well, I bet Ryan Kent's better on the left. So he kind of answered that question by saying he's not moving. So it'll be interesting to see what he does, but I just can't see him drop Ryan Kent. I really can't. And here's another guy for you. Scott Wright. Right. He's just oh, fallen away too. Where's he going? No, he has. Yeah, he has. Yeah, I, I yeah. pulled up Gallant Pioneer's comment there from when, remember, when I named 12 players in my starting lineup. I certainly did because I caught on it before all the rest of them did that I'd named 12 players that day. So I did manage to correct myself after the first, what, five, ten minutes. Um, but, oh, there's that. actually, before we get to the scores, Brian, um, I... We don't know if we'll be in the Viceroy tomorrow because the all the trains are obviously we didn't mention that, but all the trains are kinda kinda buggered tomorrow. So like I think the last train that I can get home is at half five. So I'd need to be joined the subway loyal and, and leave after about five minutes of the second half. So I'll we, be we might we tomorrow. might be in Brian. I'll get Scotia to bring a sign photo himself for you. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did did you um give me a score, Pearson? No, I, I haven't. You did. Nope. I'll give you my score. Uh, three 0 Rangers, and he's got a score. Big Cholak again. Right, no, that's, that's I like that result. I've, I know I've went for four 0 with Cholak to score first quite a few times early in the season. It never materialised, and then we, we play Hearts. It does it. So this time I'm going five 0 Rangers with Cholak to score first. Like I think that we could go out and put in a good performance. So that's what I'm going for. Yes. Um, so thank you, um, everyone in the comments. As I say, we've just nearly reached the hour, Mac. We've managed to managed to drag that out. But um, thank you, uh, everyone in the comments. Thank you also for, um, who was it, Justin and was it Brian? No, who was it that also donated? Pearson, can you remember? Apologies. Justin. You can see that I'm new to this. No, it was Justin, Joshua. Yeah, and Justin. Joshua Justin was and Justin. Follow yeah, me for thank the you, United guys. States of America. God bless America. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, you guys, for donating. Um, as we always say, really appreciate it. It's really humbling when you do that. Um, and then finally, before we leave, um, thank you to my guest, Alistair Pearson, as well. No problem. I've just seen Ryan's in the group in the chat there in the corner, so he's he's been proud of the B team. I thought I hope we put in a great performance for you, Ryan. Um, we're missing you, you and Carney. Maybe we should do this every Friday, the B team. Have a B team selection. Only if, we, on only it, if my score prediction comes in. Yeah, we'll do that. If Rangers win 5-0, it would just mean Scotia next week again. But um, no, you've done well, Scotia, hosting that, pressing all the buttons as well. So, can I be proud of you? So, you've stepped up to the mark. But um, no, thanks to everyone in the comments. Um, um, bye. It's over to you, Rangers, tomorrow. And, and hopefully we get a, a positive performance and a, a positive result tomorrow too. Yeah, no, thank you, everyone. I would just like to apologise for the wee glitch at the start with my very slow uh, internet connection. Right. Dad was excited. 
don't think that's getting sorted uh, anytime soon. But no, thank you everyone for joining in the comments. Much appreciated and uh, I hope your team wins tomorrow.